and you're going to get an instant answer. But if you have faith, if you really mean this, God knows what your intentions are. If you're just trying to prove me right or wrong, please put that all aside. Let's pray for one another. All of us. We all need prayers. I need prayers. You need prayers. All of us do. Let us draw closer to him and ask him to bless us and to give him the honor that belongs to him and then receive from him his wisdom, his love. Sometimes I just want to sit there and just be there and know that God is right there with me. How about you? Take some time. Take some time, really, and ask God, Lord, I want to draw closer to you. I've got this meeting coming up. I've got this child that's difficult for us. I've got this, I've got that. Whatever it might be, just ask him. Lord, please come and help us and listen. He's not going to speak, but you will know it. Amen. Mercy is at the heart and the center of God's love for us. To help you encounter God's mercy, I want to offer you a free copy of my booklet, Captured by Mercy. To request your copy, call 1-800-282-4789 or go to our website, renewalministries.net slash FFJ. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Modern Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you, December 7th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in on this National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. We thank you so very much, and we say thank you to our servicemen and women who uh, sacrificed their lives on that, uh, that day. There I am, a day that will live in infamy. Yes. It uh, really changed the direction of our country in a big, big way. And Brenda, we've got a treat this morning. We're going to be speaking with Chris Blanchard, who's the executive director of the Grotto. But Chris also is a Marine. He's a Marine colonel, and he ran a base on the island of Hawaii. Uh, And we will be talking to him to get that inside look at uh, how the troops there in Hawaii observe this this, uh, Pearl Harbor Day. So we'll get his insight on that and also on the Festival of Life of course okay so the other important day to remember too for our jewish brothers and sisters today begins the festival or feast of hanukkah eight crazy nights i think is what adam sandler had called it because the festival of lights is or is it the feast of lights i think they call it eight days so they get presents for eight days 
So growing up, our next door neighbors were Jewish and they would include us in their celebration. And so I got to learn those traditions and got to sample a lot of the food too. Oh, and yes. It, very, very special. And mm-hmm. it, it's certainly a time when the family comes together to celebrate. But I remember we would play with the dreidel. Dreidel. And, and that was actually a lot of fun. Okay. Now what, that's a game, right? It is. It's it's a little bit like, you know, a spinning top and, and, and then there's, I can't, it's been a long time. I'm, I'm very, very uh, far removed removed from being okay. that child. <laughs> I seem to remember that there were like numbers associated with the dreidel and, okay. and then that. It would spin and fall on a number. Did you say you'd have to well, sing the on, dreidel? on the side of the dreidel. Yeah. I, yeah. You'd have to sing You're the dreidel song? you me on the spot to remember dreidel, something dreidel, that happened dreidel. a long time ago. <laughs> okay. Well, here's something I'll put you on the spot for because I read this story today and it reminds me of my own kids. Now, growing up, you know, if we wanted to go get something to eat, even if it was fast food, we'd get in our car, run over to the store get whatever we wanted. Now, kids today, and my kids rely on this a lot, they're using the food delivery services like uh, Uber Eats or DoorDash. It kind of drives me a little bit crazy that they do that. Just go, you want to get something, just go out and get it. You've, you've got a vehicle, can go do it. Oh, but it's so easy. It's, you know, same amount as gas as it would be to have it delivered. I'm like, I'm not too sure about that. I worry that. about the environmental impact of that. I really do. Do you? Yeah. Think of the carbon that 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 creates. And, well, and, and and so this is a, a generation that I think in, has great environmental concern, and 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 yet they that they do this. <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty of it too, uh, but uh, you know I, I I do worry about that side of it. So well, I mean, I kind of think if they're not driving, somebody else is driving. So the impact it's still there for sure. But here's the thing, though, that uh, might persuade them not to do that anymore. Because I just was getting ready for the morning things, and I ran across this story in Florida. Somebody had food delivery brought to their house from Taco Bell, and their ring camera caught a local bear. Walking up to their door and took all of their Taco Bell of food, sat right there, ate it all, and walked away. Wow. See, I told you, environmental impact. So if you don't have a reason yet to persuade people in your family to stop using those food service deliveries, that might be one. Uh, you're going to be bringing in the vermin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Could you imagine? Just like, oh, you know, because you get the little, like, the notification from your ring cam, and you open it up to see if it's your food delivery, and there's a bear just like, hello, thanks for the tacos. Oh, my goodness. I would not <laughs> wrestle a bear. for. I love Taco Bell, but I would not wrestle a bear for a taco. Oh, you know what? I love me a good taco, too. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even for Terry Blaze taco. My mom makes the best tacos in town, and I'd let that bear have one of her tacos as well. I ain't getting out there. Well, there's something that might spoil your appetite. Uh, the Willamette River is uh, n- n- not in a good spot right now. We'll tell you more about oh, the okay. update there. A little bit of sewer spill there, and it's going to affect the river for a while. So that might spoil your appetite. Okay. Well, here's something to brighten your day, too. The Archdiocese of Seattle and our Archbishop, Alexander Sample, are debuting a new series to deepen the faith of everyone in the Archdiocese. So we're going to tell you more about that also. You moved him north. You moved him to Seattle. <gasps> I said Se- <laughs> Mea Culpa. That's what happens when you have two archdioceses, That's right? it. And we're so close <laughs> together here. Well, those of us living on the north side of the river in the southern deanery of Seattle, we know how much we rely on the Archdiocese of Portland for our faith life, too. So 
our Archbishop of Portland is coming out with a new series. All right. So we'll get to that story coming up in news. We're going to also have another set of tickets to give away in this show for the Grotto's Festival of Lights. It is the Advent season here at Mater Day Radio. We play Advent music this season. Here is Matt Marr with Maranatha. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Come let us go to the house of the Lord, the kingdom of God in the city of man. A place for all races, a place where your graces dwell in our hearts in the works of our hands.
Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's Matt Marr, Maranatha, songs for the Advent season. 709 with The Morning Blend, Brenda and Pat here. And just ahead, we are going to check in with Chris Blanchard, the executive director of The Grotto. We'll find out all about the Christmas Festival of Lights. And we'll also get an insider's look at this Pearl Harbor Day from Chris after we check your weather forecast next. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Mater Dei Radio wants to put your family in the middle of all the fun at the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. Make plans now to be a part of the largest Christmas choral festival in the world with captivating performances from the Pacific Northwest's finest choirs. There's also continuous entertainment in the Grotto's Plaza with outdoor caroling, puppet shows, holiday shopping in the Grotto gift shop, and of course, more than two million dazzling lights. Stay on top of all of the Christmas Festival of Lights activities with The Morning Blend on Mater Dei Radio. Each day will keep you updated on the latest event developments, including behind-the-scenes interviews, the nightly choir schedule, and chances to win tickets for your family to join in all the excitement. Don't miss the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights now through December 30th. And keep up with all the fun on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 712 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, we might be drying out just a little bit, but the rain is going to stick around. Some uh, definite breaks in the weather, though, coming our way. And that snow level is dropping from 3,300 feet down to 2,800 feet this afternoon. High only 46. And the wind gusts, well, they're up there around 30 miles per hour. Chance of rain, 80%. But again, we'll have some dry times during the day. Tomorrow, maybe even some sunshine, Brenda, and a little chill 
chilly overnight, 38 the expected low. So those temperatures are dropping and snows is, so is the snow level. Nice. I think many of those uh, parks up there on the mountain are very excited for that. Currently, it is a very cool 48 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is a 44 degree temperature at the... Uh, National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto in Portland, where we are checking in with the Executive Director, Chris Blanchard, joining us this morning. Chris, great to have you with us. And uh, how are things going with the Christmas Festival of Lights with all this rain? Well, Patrick, we're still doing uh, extremely well in bringing people in to uh, celebrate the birth of Jesus. So, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a damper on the uh, situation, but no, it's it's still a glorious celebration, and we encourage people to come out and see us regardless of the weather. I think the rain creates kind of a neat effect out there, Chris. I was noticing the other day when we got together, the way the puddles kind of reflect the lights, it just adds another dimension to it. I think it's kind of cool. It certainly does, and, you know, people have made that point before, and uh, it's just it's just beautiful, and the, the lights are, are, are better than ever this year, and that is not hyperbole. And, you know, it's all about, hey, you know, what are Christmas lights about? We, we shine a light unto the Lord. Uh, that's what this is all about. So, Chris, I have to ask you, what is your favorite part, personally, for the Christmas Festival of Lights? Well, quite simply, it's listening to the choirs. It's just... Uh, except for your voice singing in the chapel, uh, which I got a taste of just the other day at Mass. Um, every choir sounds spectacular. Every voice, I think everybody knows it's got the best acoustics for music, uh, certainly in Portland and perhaps in the entire Pacific Northwest. So that's my favorite part, uh, going in and listening to the to the different choirs, whether they're community choirs, church choirs, school choirs, they're all absolutely wonderful. Hey, Chris, from what I understand, Patrick came back from that meeting, and he said that that Chapel of Mary even made him sound good when he was singing. <laughs> Brenda, I am sorry that is not true. Uh, for, the, for the first time, I have heard somebody who sings in the Chapel of Mary, and it does not improve their voice uh, one bit. <laughs> We are speaking with the executive director of the Grotto and music critic, critic, critic extraordinaire, Chris Blanchard, this morning. I, I would agree with you. Chris, I'm tone deaf. That's that's just a fact. But one well, of the cool but, things... But you were at Mass. I mean, so, it, you know, and that's the important part. Uh, you and I are sitting together in the pew, and uh, uh, we're we're just uh, celebrating the glory of God together. And that's that's what it's all about. Well, it is a bit of a penance to have to hear me do that. I, I, I get it. One of the cool things about the Christmas Festival of Lights, though, Chris, are the number of volunteers that you have. I mean, it's it's amazing. You've got a small army out there, and these people really step up. Well, we needed 547 volunteers given spread out over all the nights, and every slot was filled uh, two weeks before the festival. That is incredible. And also, people bringing those cans for snowcap. Well, that's a really important aspect of this. And, and we do encourage, if you're going to come, please bring a non-perishable food item to donate to snowcap and, and their food pantry. Uh, every year, it seems to get a little bit larger. I think last year was 2,700 pounds of food. Wow. 
That's incredible, Chris. Well, we'd love to get to 3,000 this year, but the people at Snowcap are just doing a wonderful job for the, for those in need throughout the community. Well, one of the things to kind of deviate just a little bit, Chris, we wanted to ask you about this morning as we celebrate uh, Pearl Harbor Day. Uh, you are a Marine colonel, and you ran a base on the, in Hawaii. How do the men and women of the military in Hawaii ob- observe this very, very special day? Well, there are certainly ceremonies uh, virtually everywhere. And, uh, you know, the Marine base uh, itself was attacked. The air station there at uh, Kaneohe Bay was attacked. So each of the installations, uh, Hickam Field, uh, Pearl Harbor, uh, also the uh, Wheeler Army Airfield was attacked, as I think uh, everybody knows. And everybody will have their own celebrations and uh, recognition of the heroes who who uh, sacrificed their lives for us. So it's uh, it's a very important day for Hawaii, and uh, again, to honor the people who, who made the ultimate sacrifice on our behalf. Well, on the behalf of Brenda and myself, we just want to thank you and, and, and everybody for their service. It, it, it just is something very near and dear to our hearts, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that today. Well, thank you, Patrick, and I, I will tell you, because of people like you, it was an honor for me to serve. So back to the Christmas Festival of Lights. Chris, uh, tell us a little bit more about how people can get tickets and what do you have coming up uh, in the days ahead? Well, you can get your tickets online. In fact, tonight uh, is a good day to come because it's the last of our value nights where uh, adults get in for $12, uh, youth 3 to 11 get in to 5, children 2 and under are free. Um, And you can get their tickets online at the Grotto uh, dot org, uh, and you can you can buy uh, online or at the gate, but we have no cash sales at the gate, so it's credit uh, or uh, debit card only. But I encourage folks to to come out. The prices are going to go up a little bit, but our prices have not raised in the last couple of years. We have stayed steady, um, but also tonight. Uh, we got some great choirs. We got the Estacada Middle School coming in, Gladstone High School, Tigard High School, Lake Oswego High School, and the McKay High School. So all of those <laughs> choirs are going to be singing tonight, uh, starting at five fifteen with Estacada, and the last concert starts at nine with McKay High School. You're going to have a full house out there, Chris. Thank you so much for stopping in today on this Pearl Harbor Day and telling us all about the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto. It's always fun to uh, uh, talk with you and sing with you as well, Chris. So thank you. (laughs) We'll leave the singing to the pros from now on, Pat. That's Chris Blanchard, Executive Director of the uh, Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto here in Portland. It is 7.20 here at Mater Day Radio. Patrick, uh, you and I have that one thing in common. I love to sing. I love singing. And I have a terrible singing voice. I, I just can't seem to get into the right key. Scott, the good deacon, beautiful singing voice. Beautiful but not so much me at all. So, you know, we can't be perfect at everything, I've been afflicted with this my whole life, Brenda. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you and me both. But, you know, that's not going to stop me from singing. And I feel like God is listening to me in mass going, oh, they're there. Good job. (laughs) 
Good job, you two. <laughs> hey, you know who can sing? And that's Opera Cecilia, a wonderful organization. They recorded a special concert at the Grotto for us to celebrate our 34th birthday, which is coming up tomorrow. And we've got the debut of that 730 tomorrow night. So they can sing, I assure you. And my uh-huh. voice is nowhere on there. Uh, So that's going to be a special programming, which ordinarily would be viewed from the pew. So please go online, though, today. Check out our full program schedule 24-7. We have got the best of Catholic programming, great locally produced shows, and the best of national programming as well. We'll also be having a very special series of shows during the Christmas uh, liturgies and those days following too, so be ready for that as well. So keep it here at Mater Day Radio throughout the Advent season and into the Christmas season. You're also going to be accessing our great locally produced shows, Listen Live, if you happen to be traveling over the holiday, on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. While he lived in this valley of tears, the Blessed Father Francis spurned the poor riches of this world, longing for what is higher, panted with all his heart after Lady Poverty. And when he considered how she had been the constant companion of the Son of God, he abandoned everything of the world, wanting to bind her to himself with the chain of eternal love. He was enamored of her beauty, and in order to be intimately united to her as to a wife, so that the two of them would form one spirit, he not only abandoned his father and mother, but he distanced himself from all things. His lady he held in a chaste embrace, and he was never, even for an hour, anything but a faithful spouse. This, he said to his sons, is the way of perfection. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Marie Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest. 
Guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 724 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, and the bridges over the Willamette River may smell a little bit today. We'll tell you why <laughs> next. Oh, gosh. Well, and our Archbishop, Alexander Sample, debuts a new video series to enhance the faith of all of us. I'll have that story for you coming up in four minutes. This is Kara Klein, Waymaker. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is Kara Klein and Waymaker. It's 7.30. And in your news this morning, a new video series is being introduced from the Archdiocese of Portland. Archbishop Alexander Sample, he let us in on this secret project. My dear brothers and sisters, I have been secretly working on a project actually for some time, and it's finally ready to debut. What have I been doing? I've been creating a whole series of videos, a presentation of our Catholic faith, uh, an entire presentation of what we believe as Catholics and why. And I really hope it's not gonna be anything boring and instructional, but engaging and interesting. We're gonna engage in a little bit of actually conversation about our faith. I can't wait for this to get out there and to start engaging with all of you through these videos. We're going to debut this coming this Thursday, so watch for it. Well, today is Thursday, so that video is set to debut today. If you go to the Archdiocese webpage, they will show you how to sign up for the link and uh, get access to those video series. You can also follow along on Instagram. Archbishop Sample has a new uh Instagram account. So sounds like it's very, very exciting. That's archdpdx.org. And the city of Portland says a combined sewer overflow occurred yesterday from multiple outlets into the Willamette River. Portland's big pipe system reached capacity at 7 a.m. yesterday, leading to a combination of stormwater and sewage entering the river. City officials say the combined sewer overflow is affecting the Willamette River downstream of Selwood Park. The public is advised to contact uh, with no contact on the river because of increased bacteria in the water. Officials say the overflow is about 80% stormwater, 20% sewage. And according to the Portland Bureau of Environmental Services, this is the fourth combined sewer overflow of 2023. And that atmospheric river is winding down, but not before drenching the region and causing widespread flooding and landslides. Nonstop heavy rain caused flooding on Southwest 149th Avenue and Division Street in Beaverton, leading to about 18 inches of standing water on the ground. Now that water needs somewhere to go. And officials say two drivers had to get their cars towed after getting stuck. That's what happens during big storms when people think that they can drive through something that they cannot. And the Tillamook Board of Commissioners signed a disaster declaration at Wednesday's meeting in response to the heavy rains that flooded the region Tuesday, Emergency Management Director Randy Thorpe said. And that was not the only smelly mess in the Willamette River. A dump truck and trailer full of treated human weights overturned on Interstate 5 during the heavy downpour just north of Interstate 5 Junction in Salmon Creek, Washington. It happened just before 8.40 a.m. on Wednesday. It blocked several lanes of both the northbound and southbound lanes. The backup heading south was reported at one point yesterday to be seven miles long. President Joe Biden marked a pair of shootings in Texas and Nevada over the last 24 hours by expressing sympathy for families of those affected by both shootings while also calling on Republicans in Congress to pass a ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. 
Police said there were at least three victims after a shooting at the University of Nevada campus in Las Vegas yesterday. At least six people were killed in shootings in two central Texas communities around Austin and San Antonio on Tuesday. President Biden said federal law enforcement officials are working with state and local officials in Texas and Nevada. Pope Francis will venerate Our Lady with a golden rose for the Marian icon of Salus Populi Romani in the Basilica of St. Mary Major on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. He'll travel to the Basilica on December 8th to accomplish this historic gesture, which has not been performed in four Hundred years. In the afternoon, as is traditional, the Pope will perform an act of veneration to the Blessed Virgin Mary before the statue of the Immaculate Conception in Rome's central Piazza di Spagna. Just ahead of that visit, he will stop at the Papal Basilica of St. Mary Major with his gift for Our Lady. The Golden Rose has ancient roots, symbolizing the papal blessing, and the tradition of this gift dates back to the Middle Ages. Over the centuries, it has been given to monasteries, shrines, sovereigns, and prominent personalities in recognition of their commitment to faith and the common good. In sports, well, the calendar says it's December, but baseball is in the news because of the hot stove league. The San Diego Padres have traded slugger Juan Soto to the New York Yankees. Throughout the day yesterday, reporting from the MLB winter meetings indicated the deal was nearing completion, and then last night, word broke that the deal was done. The players involved four pitchers headed to San Diego, Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, and Randy Vasquez. Catcher Kyle Higuswaka is also on his way to the Padres. In addition to Soto, outfielder Trent Gresham is also headed to the Yankees. The biggest domino, though, is yet to fall in the MLB winter meetings. Of course, we're talking about the highly anticipated announcement of where MVP Shohei Otani is going to be playing next year. I'm thinking Los Angeles. I think oh, that you, the, the Dodgers, Dodgers are, are going to get, get him, him, but the Rangers are making a big play for him. So that that's the big fish out there. But Juan Soto leaving San Diego, that's big news headed to the Bronx. That's I'll have to call my dad about that. I'm sure he has an opinion. <laughs> I but bet he does. they had a big payroll hoping Ooh. that it would get him to the big game, but uh, didn't pay out. So they're going to have to cut some uh, hanging fruit, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's a, that, that is a big grapefruit right there. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're not conscious of it, well, we all use Greek terms in our daily language. For example, if you acknowledge your ineligible handwriting and decide to improve your calligraphy, you're speaking Greek without even realizing it. Calligraphy originates from the Greek word kalos, meaning beauty, and graphian means to write. So to write beautifully is calligraphy. And even when you ask your server for some extra butter, you're speaking Greek. Back in antiquity, the Greek botiron became Latin butrium and eventually in English, butter. There <laughs> okay. you go. So this implies that if you ever contemplate learning Greek, you won't be starting from scratch. And this is particularly true if you're a Christian, as the Gospels were written in Greek. Indeed, many words used in liturgy, prayer, or Christian culture may not have been fully translated into your native language. So today we're going to talk about three Greek terms that we should know about. Okay. All right. So here's the first one. Oikonomia. Oikonomia. Stemming from the Greek word oikos, 
that means house, and nomos means law. And this refers to more than your everyday domestic administration. In Christian theology, it refers to divine economy, God's own management of the world, and his plan for salvation unfolding through key historical events. The incarnation, crucifixion, and resurrection are integral elements of this orderly arrangement reflecting God's design to bring humanity into perfect communion with him. So, oikonomia. Okay, that means oh, okay. God's house. We'll have more throughout the <laughs> it's show today. It's all Greek to me. <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This sounds like such a wonderful event, and it came to us very quickly this week, and we have it on our community calendar. This evening at 6 o'clock is a seminar on the Catholic doctrine of creation, the only firm foundation for a culture of life. This is happening at St. John the Apostle Parish in Oregon City. All are invited to this seminar presented by Hugh Owen, founder and director of the Colby Center for the Study of Creation. He will cover the traditional Catholic the doctrine of creation and how Catholics should evaluate the molecules to man evolutionary hypotheses. This is a free event. I checked that out, the, the Colby Center online after we got that. I mean, it is rich. This is going to be a really cool presentation. That's tonight. right. And that's happening this evening again at six o'clock. If you want to find out more details on that event, head over to our community calendar. You'll find it there, plus so many other events. MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, there are a lot of things going on at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland, and we'll be talking with the rector, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor. Brenda talks with Monsignor O'Connor. You never know what's going to happen <laughs> when those two get together. That's next after we check weather at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Thomas Nathy, the pastor of Holy Redeemer Parish in Vancouver, Washington. Let us pray the prayer for priests by St. Therese of Lisieux. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, eternal priest, keep your priests within the shelter of your sacred heart, where none may touch them. Keep unstained their anointed hands, which daily touch your sacred body. Keep unsullied their lips, daily purpled with your precious blood. Keep pure and unearthly their hearts, sealed with the sublime mark of the priesthood. Let your holy love surround them and shield them from the world's contagion. Bless their labors with abundant fruit, and may the souls to whom they minister be their joy and consolation here and in heaven their beautiful and everlasting crown. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. 
Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News & World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. 742 at Montreux Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, the rain should have a few breaks in it throughout the day today, but still an 80% chance of precipitation, and we could see up to a quarter inch more of rain. That snow level's lowering down to 2,800 feet this afternoon, so skiers, you may be in luck this weekend. Still windy, the wind's gusting up to 30 miles an hour, and uh Tonight, low 38, so it's cooling down, Brenda. No doubt. In fact, this morning is already 47 degrees at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. And 46 at O'Hare Catholic School in Eugene. He's the director of the Office of Divine Worship, so he knows a thing or two about the faith. It's Monsignor Gerard O'Connor. Well, Happy New Year. It's a new liturgical year for the church as we began the Advent season on December 3rd. Now, parishes and homes were preparing for Christmas, but it is important that we use this week's of Advent to focus on our faith and the Eucharist. So joining me this morning to get things in the right order, it is our good friend, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Good morning, Monsignor O'Connor. Thanks for joining us again this morning. Oh, you're welcome. Good morning, Brenda. Monsignor O'Connor, before we start with Advent, a very special feast day is coming up, a holy day of obligation. It is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception and a feast day for our cathedral. Going to tell our listeners a little bit about the lighting of some very special candles for this feast day. So, yeah, the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception is the patronal feast of the cathedral, of course, but also the patronal feast of the Archdiocese. Um, so specifically in the cathedral, um, there's there is what we call dedicatory candles, which are twelve of them on the walls of the cathedral, and they were first installed in the cathedral at the dedication of the cathedral, and they can only be lit twice a year: once on the anniversary of the dedication, and twice uh, the second time on the um, on the patronal feast. So. Today, uh, on Friday, this at all the Masses that we celebrate, because we have a lot of Masses in the morning, we have a separate school Mass, a noon Mass, and then one in the evening with the Archbishop, we will light these dedicated candles. And um, it's sort of a special reminder about you know how special this day is for the cathedral community, and in fact, the whole Archdiocese. Oh, for sure. So it is a holy day of obligation on Friday, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Monsignor O'Connor, this is one of those feast days that is often confused because it is so close to Christmas, and it is the Immaculate Conception. People make the association, especially because of the reading, that it has to do with Christ being conceived in Mary's womb, but that is not the case. Remind our listeners what Immaculate Conception is honoring. Yeah, the Immaculate Conception is that Mary was conceived without sin, right? 
that she was immaculately conceived, that to bear Christ, that she was going to be sinless, you know, so that she didn't have the taint or the stain of sin. And that's really what immaculate means, means without the stain of the sin. Now would be a good time to prepare for that feast day by looking at your parish bulletin, finding out when Mass will be held, and getting that into your schedule for this Friday. Monsignor Gerard O'Connor joining us this morning to talk a little bit more about some important happenings in our Archdiocese for this Advent season. So as I said in the open, Monsignor, December 3rd, it was a new liturgical year for the church. It began Advent, and the priests in the diocese have been asked and encouraged by Archbishop Sample to preach on the Eucharist. Tell our listeners a little bit about what they might be hearing in their parishes during the weeks of Advent. Yeah, so the Archbishop, uh, you might remember last Lent that we uh, preached on the Kerygma. Right. The Archbishop asked all the priests of the Archdiocese to preach specifically on the the four themes of the kerygma. So this year, because we're going through this Eucharistic revival as an archdiocese, he asked all the priests to uh, preach on uh, on the Holy Eucharist during the four weeks of Advent. So it's a little unusual because, you know, during Advent, of course, you think, well, we're going to get, uh, you know, this this preparation for the incarnation, the Christmas sort of stuff. But he thinks that, you know, the, the, the preaching on the Eucharist is, is extremely important and he's asked us all to do it. So the Office of Divine Worship and the Office of Continuing Education of Priests, Monsignor Sayak, um, have put together uh, four outlines for um, for the homilies so that we're all sort of a little consistent. So the first one was about the biblical roots of the Eucharist. So it goes to the Old Testament and the New Testament, etc. And obviously we're all familiar with the New Testament of the institution of the Eucharist and the priesthood of the Last Supper, the Acts of the Apostles, recount the same thing. But um, what has been fascinating for me was to go through again the Old Testament and see the prefigurement of the Holy Eucharist in the Old Testament. So that was that first homily. In the next few, we'll be talking about more doctrinal things, about transubstantiation, concomitants. There'll be uh, an exposition of the catechism teaching about this. And the final week is about what is our response to this, understanding now what the Eucharist is as the source and summit of the Christian life and the central mystery of our Catholic faith. What is our response to that once we come to that? So um, it's very exciting. I, I loved preaching this first weekend because I just really uh, was excited about showing people the, the, the prefigurement of the Eucharist, the type of the Eucharist in the Old Testament. Um, so it's been fascinating for me so far. So I'm looking forward to the next three weeks of preaching on the Eucharist. Oh, how ex- wonderful. And to hear you, Monsignor, say how excited you are to preach about this, I think that just brings up in all of us an excitement, a renewal, especially during this Advent season, to focus on our faith and the source and the source and the summit of that faith in the Eucharist. Monsignor, now you have mentioned that this is going to be preached uh, through the four weeks of Advent. Of course, one down, three to go. Now, when we get to that fourth week of Advent, it's actually just one day later that it's Christmas. In fact, the fourth Sunday of Advent is also Christmas Eve. Now, people, are we're used to going to Mass on Sundays, and then we've got the obligation to go for Christmas. Now, many might think that Sunday, if they go to Christmas Eve Mass in the evening, well, then that's going to cover the Sunday and the Monday, the Christmas celebration. But that would not be exactly correct. <laughs> It would be exactly incorrect. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Yeah, so the church's principle here is that you cannot uh, go to one mass that serves two obligations. 
So we have a Sunday obligation, of course, on Christmas Eve. And then we have the obligation of the solemnity of the nativity, which is Christmas Day. So they're two separate. So you can't go to, say, midnight mass that would cover, that that would straddle both days as your obligation. There are two actual obligations. So, yeah. So, um, so, but people have been, you know, I, I think, I think we can manage it, you know, going twice and, you know, two consecutive days. I don't think it's going to kill us. You know, I think we've, we can do it. Um, be aware of some of your priests as well. We'll be celebrating a lot of masses that weekend, mm-hmm. you know, from Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, it'll be a very, uh, very busy time for, for the priests in, in busy parishes. So, but yeah, um, no, one, one mass does not cover two obligations. It's wonderful to be at Mass, especially for Advent and then to celebrate Christmas. We can all manage it. You're absolutely right. Now, you did mention that priests will be very busy. Vigil Mass is on Saturday, fourth Sunday of Advent Masses in the morning, and then they begin the Christmas celebration. You had mentioned previously that priests did have to get a special allowance to be able to say so many Masses in a single day. Yes. After after more than three Masses, we need the permission of the Vatican. So um, we have applied for that permission. We haven't heard yet, um, but we're told to presume that the permission's coming. So unless you hear differently, everything's fine. All right. Excellent. So our priests will be there ready to welcome us for this very special celebration of the fourth Sunday of Advent and the celebration of the Nativity of our Lord. Monsignor O'Connor is joining us today, the rector at St. Mary's Cathedral. They are preparing for a very busy Advent season as well. And Monsignor O'Connor, you're all getting prepared for very busy construction New Year. Let our listeners know what's going on. Yeah. Well, so the Pastoral Center of the Archdiocese is moving on to the cathedral campus, taking over what used to be Archbishop's residence. So we're moving all our employees from Burnside down here to this building. So um, we're renovating the whole building and uh, it's going to take a year and a bit. It's going to cost a lot of money, um, but it will be very beautifully done, tastefully done, and bring a lot of life to this part of downtown Portland. And um, you know, a lot of life to the, the cathedral community. So it's it's a win-win for all of us here at the cathedral, uh, having uh, the Archdiocese and Pastoral Center staff here on start, site with us. And But as a result, we, you know, we've got to move out. So I and my seminarian for the year are moving out. We're going to go live at Christ the King with Monsignor Sayak, and we'll commute each day back to the cathedral. We've got some temporary offices across the road from the cathedral. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, so I basically by January, by the end of the year, we have to clear these buildings of everything. So that's what we're doing right now. We're, um, we've got a big yard sale coming up. If anybody's interested, go to our website. and We've got uh, all the contents of the cathedral buildings will be um, you know put into a, a yard sale. And so we're doing that. And uh, it's it, yeah, it's sort of a, <laughs> it's a massive project. Oh. But you know, no you doubt. Gotta do it, right? You got to do, do it. it. But boy, uh, by January 1st, amid all of the busyness of the Advent season, Christmas season, yeah. and then yeah. to have to move at the same time, we'll keep you all in our prayers as well. Monsignor O'Connor, thanks so much for joining us today. Before we go, though, can you end us with your prayer and blessing? Yes, absolutely. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, as we prepare to uh, celebrate the incarnation of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who brought redemption to the world. Keep us faithful during this period of Advent that we may come to that celebration and enjoy the Nativity with our family and friends and loved ones. We ask this through Christ our Lord. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Amen. Monsignor O'Connor, thank you so much for joining us today. Happy feast day and happy Advent to you. Thank you. God bless you, Brenda. God bless you too. 7.53 at Matre Day Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. One of the best ways you can celebrate these feast days is at the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto. It is a big time out there, and uh, we want you to be in the middle of all the fun. Be listening for your chance to win a family six-pack of tickets. We'll have that coming up between 8 and 9 this morning. So be by the phone, get ready to dial in and get ready to win. You could be right there in the middle of the Christmas Festival of Lights with Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Mater Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at materdayradio.com. There's a certain kind of prayer people are often afraid to say. Those really honest prayers. The prayer of St. Augustine when he prayed, Lord, help me be pure, but not yet. The prayer of Job when he was complaining, God, why did this happen to me? The prayer of Mary when Lazarus died. If you had been here, Lord, my brother wouldn't have died. Where were you? The prayers I find myself saying sometimes in difficult moments in life when I'm at the end of my rope. Lord, I can't do this. You gotta kick in here. I think people refrain from those prayers because we think they're unholy, or maybe God can't take it. Or maybe we think we're faking Him out by pretending we have it all together and everything's great and we're as pious as can be. Listen, be honest with God. You can't hide yourself from Him. He wants honest prayers because He doesn't just want your words, He wants your heart. And when you pray with all your heart, the answer you might get might not be a change in your circumstances, but I guarantee you, it'll change you. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. When Santa Claus wanted a new sleigh for his Christmas deliveries, he was hoping to give his old sleigh to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Unfortunately, we cannot accept reindeer. But if you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you are no longer using, we'd like to hear from you. Donating a vehicle to support great Catholic programs is quick and easy and a likely tax deduction. More information is on the web at materdayradio.com. And if you have any reindeer, you may want to get a hold of Santa. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 7.56 on The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And just ahead, a violent afternoon in Northeast Portland. We'll tell you more about that just ahead. And the military announced late last night the grounding of their V-22 Ospreys until they know what happened in the last crash. I'll have an update for you on that story as well right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. When you are in Rome, live as the Romans do. When you're elsewhere, live as they live elsewhere. I bet you didn't know that this famous phrase was actually coined by a saint. In fact, he is considered one of the four traditional doctors of the church. St. Ambrose of Milan was born into a wealthy Christian family in modern-day Germany around the year 339. 
Brought up in the faith, his family's piety was so legit that both of his older siblings also became saints. While he was still young, Ambrose's father died, and the family moved to Rome where he studied literature, law, and rhetoric. Following the footsteps of his father, he went on to become a civil servant and was eventually appointed governor of Liguria in 372. Two years later, the Bishop of Milan died, and by popular demand, Ambrose was selected as his replacement. In just eight days, he went from unbaptized layman to ordained bishop. Drawing from his understanding of rhetoric, law, and modern Greek philosophers, he gained acclaim for his inspiring sermons. He often focused on the virtue of asceticism and was so persuasive that noble families are said to have refused to allow their daughters to listen to him for fear they would trade their marriageable status for consecrated virginity. Credited with incorporating congregational hymns and music into Western liturgy, Ambrose even drew from Eastern melodies for inspiration for the hymns he wrote. Then in 384, an intelligent and skeptical pagan professor of rhetoric came to Milan to hear Ambrose's famous teachings. Four years later, that same man was baptized a Catholic and went on to create the most influential theological works of the church. That man was St. Augustine of Hippo, who later is said to have considered Ambrose to be the model for bishops. One of his most lasting accomplishments, however, was in the area of church-state relations. Because of his background as a governor, Ambrose was a formidable bishop who garnered great influence over the emperors of the time. His most notable relationship was with Theodosius, the first emperor to try making Rome a Christian state. In 390, the emperor had 7,000 citizens massacred in retaliation for a riot which had killed the governor of Thessalonica. Horrified, Ambrose rebuked Theodosius for his actions and commanded that he repent, refusing him the ability to attend worship until he had prostrated himself at the altar. The emperor obeyed, marking the first time in history where the church triumphed over the state. This event set in motion the medieval concept of a Christian emperor as a dutiful son of the church, serving under orders from Christ, a practice which lasted for the next thousand years. By the time of Ambrose's death in 397, he had written innumerable works of theology and philosophy, along with countless hymns. So much of Ambrose's life has influenced the church we have today. He worked to reveal the importance of having godly leaders, but also godly bishops, who are unafraid to call out leadership when necessary. May we, like Ambrose, fearlessly stand for justice and mercy. St. Ambrose of Milan, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the lives of the saints or to access wonderful Advent resources this year, please download today our free Hail Mary media app. And you can find all the details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. A man was shot and killed by two officers responding to a theft report in northeast Portland yesterday, authorities said. The shooting, which took place near Northeast Marks Drive and Northeast 92nd Avenue, happened after an encounter between the two officers and the man when the officers responded to a theft call and were led to an RV park nearby. The identities of the man and the officers have not been released. Officials say only one of the officers used deadly force, but that both officers involved at the scene have been placed on paid administrative leave pending the investigation. And terrified students and professors cowered in classrooms and dorms as a gunman roamed through the floors of University of Nevada, Las Vegas building, killing three people and critically wounding a fourth person before dying in a shootout with police. The gunman in Wednesday's shooting was a professor who had unsuccessfully sought a job at the school. 
Now, lessons learned from the Mandalay Bay Casino shooting in 2017 helped authorities to work seamlessly in reacting to the UNLV attack, said Sheriff Kevin McCahill at a news conference. Now, at about 11.45 a.m., the gunman opened fire on the fourth floor of the building that houses UNLV's Lee Business School, then went to several other floors before he was killed in a shootout with two university police detectives. Authorities gave the all clear about 40 minutes after the first report of an active shooter. Pope Francis will venerate Our Lady with a golden rose for the Marian icon of the Solus Populi Romani in the Basilica of St. Mary Major on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception tomorrow. He'll travel to the Basilica to accomplish this historic gesture, which has not been performed in 400 years. In the afternoon, as its tradition, the Pope will perform an act of veneration to the Blessed Virgin Mary before the statue of the Immaculate Conception in Rome's central Piazza di Spagna. Just ahead of that visit, he'll stop at the Papal Basilica of St. Mary Major with his gift for Our Lady. The Golden Rose has ancient roots, symbolizing the Papal blessing, and the tradition of this gift dates back to the Middle Ages. Over the centuries, it's been given to monasteries, shrines, sovereigns, and prominent personalities in recognition of their commitment to the faith and the common good. The military announced late Wednesday it was grounding all of its Osprey V-22 helicopters one week after eight Air Force Special Operations Command Service members died in a crash off the coast of Japan. The Air Force, Navy, and Marine Corps took the extraordinary step of grounding hundreds of aircraft after a preliminary investigation of last week's crash indicated that a material failure, that something went wrong with the aircraft and was not a mistake by the crew, led to the deaths. The crash raised new questions about the safety of the Osprey, which has been involved in multiple fatal accidents over its relatively short time in service. Japan grounded its fleet of 14 Ospreys after the crash. The Air Force said it was unknown how long the aircraft would be grounded. It said the stand down was expected to remain in place until the investigation determined the cause of the Japan crash and made recommendations to allow the fleet to return to operations. In sports, Anthony Simons was in the lineup for the first time for the Portland Trailblazers in six weeks as they faced the Golden State Warriors last night with DeAndre Anton and Jeremy Grant out. Then they lost Malcolm Baldridge in the second quarter. Despite the absence of the three veterans, the Blazers' young lineup outplayed the Warriors for most of the game. They were up 98-92 halfway through the fourth quarter. But from that point on, Steph Curry and the Warriors owned the night and held on to win 110-106 at the Chase Center in San Francisco. Blazers wrap up their road journey and return to the Rip City to host Dallas tomorrow night. One of my favorite afternoon weekend movies to watch and rerun is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And if you've watched that, Opa. that's right. <laughs> and if you watch that, you know that beloved father, his famous phrase was... Give me a word, any word, and I will tell you it's Greek word. And put a little Windex on it. That's right, for <laughs> sure. Well, it's important for us to know Greek. In fact, all four Gospels were originally written in Greek and have been translated to well, into the Bible. So we are talking today in the show about three Greek words that you need to know. So in our first hour, we talked about oikonomia, and that has to do with God's 
house, God's management of the house. And so that was the first word. Now the second word is parousia. Oh, I know this one. Parousia. Now in the original Greek refers to the notion of presence. It translates literally to being present. In that sense, it refers to Jesus coming. For obvious reason, the term holds a central place in ecclesial discussions with Catholicism and in Christianity in general. Now, understanding the notion of Perugia demands an appreciation for its usage in the cultural and textual context of the Gospels, emphasizing the vigilance and readiness required of believers as they await the culmination of God's kingdom, that is, for the completion of God's economic plan, Perugia. All right, I'm going to keep that in mind, too. I can't wait for number three. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. is an Advent retreat with St. Patrick's Parish here in Portland. Everyone is invited to St. Patrick's Parish for Mass, celebrating the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception at 6 o'clock, followed by the Parish Annual Advent Retreat. Father Tim will give a talk um, focused on the Advent season and how it is a time of expectant waiting in preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ at Christmas, pizza and beer will be served. That's a perfect pairing too, isn't it? That sounds like it would be a wonderful evening. Of course, with Father Furlow's uh, mm-hmm. uh, insightful knowledge there, but the pizza and beer just makes it, uh, it puts it over the top, right? Absolutely. <laughs> now you can find many details on these and other events going on in our area. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, we've got a brand new order here in the Archdiocese of Portland. That's the Sisters of the Little Way of Beauty, Truth, and Goodness, and they have a big mission. We'll find out all about that when we check the weather next at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. 
We are looking for a full-time friendly staff member for our bustling front office. Some tasks include greeting patients, collecting patient co-pays, and answering phones. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please send an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com. Get ready for the coming of Christ this Advent with Day Radio's Hail Mary Media app. You'll find valuable resources for the season, including Advent Novenas, the O Antiphons, and prayerful meditations. You can even set a customized schedule of your own Advent prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Day Radio and access podcasts of all our original programming including shows not available on the radio. Plus, you can share your special intentions with our prayer team, find local holiday events on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the easy instructions. Get it now and prepare for the coming of Christ this Advent with the Hail Mary Media app from Materday Radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 810 here at Mater Day Radio. The forecast calls for under a quarter of an inch of total rain for our area today. Showers will be off and on throughout tonight. High temperatures dig back to normal ranges and travelers into the Cascades and Blue Mountain Passes should prepare for snow as a winter weather advisory is now posted for the area. Highs today, we're going to stay in the upper 40s today than overnight dipping into the 30s. Then Friday showers are ending in a drier afternoon. We only get to 47 degrees, then more rain in the forecast for the weekend. Right now it's 44 at St. John Fisher in the Maplewood area of Portland. And it is 46 degrees at St. Mary's of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Ridgefield. All right, tonight might be a good night to head over to the grotto. There might be a little bit of a break in the rain. So right now is your chance to win tickets. A family pack of six. We're going to call, uh, take caller number five. People are really excited over these. So I'm excited. You got a good chance to win today. Here's the number 888-823-5286. 888-823-5286. Caller number five is a winner for a family six pack of tickets to the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto from Day Radio. Give us a call and you could be our winner. Did you know that a new group of sisters are in the first steps of forming a new religious community right here in Oregon? This year, the Sisters of the Little Way of Beauty, Truth, and Goodness have moved to our local area, and they are pursuing a very important mission in our church. This is Sarah Kinsey with Mater Day Radio, and I am so excited this morning to speak with Sisters Maria Kim, Sister Teresa Alethea and Sister Danielle Victoria. Welcome, sisters. It's just wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. It's great to be here. Uh, it's just a wonderful day. We've been looking forward to doing this interview for a while. And I started seeing all three of you around earlier this year. I think it was the summertime. Uh, maybe first it was at a Young Catholic Professionals event. But then we just kept running into each other <laughs> and all the different different Catholic things in the area. And I remember that you came to an event that Day Radio did at out at Lady Hill Winery. And I just thought it was so fun. My family got 
got to sit with you and Bishop Steiner and they just loved uh, spending time with you. And we're just, we're just so grateful to have you here in our local area. Sister Maria Kim, I'll ask you first, how are you liking it here? Oh, I'm, we're so delighted to be here. Yeah, I've just been so, I've been edified by the Church of Portland. It's, um, mm. it's so warm. I don't, I didn't really didn't know what to expect coming here. I just think of like Portland as a big city. Right. In my previous community, I was stationed in big cities. And I don't know, I just found that sometimes in like city folk are, they tend to be like, busy Mm -hmm. and busy about their own things. But I have found the Catholics in Oregon are pretty tight knit and like a family. Everybody knows everybody. They care about one another. Mm -hmm. And it's been kind of interesting to um, to see that many um, people in Portland have um, kind of farming roots. Yes. And I feel like that gives a particular flavor to the pace of life of the Catholics here. Um, people really take time to get to know each other and to help each other. And I've been so evangelized by the people here. Oh, that's wonderful you say that. And I, you know, I've never thought about it that way, but I'm from a farming family too. A lot of my friends and, and families are as well. And I, but I never really thought about that impacting like our pace of life. But I, I think you're right. Even the Catholics that didn't grow up on a farm, I think they're still very like very down to earth. And like you said, it's just a big family. We all kind of get to know each other and it's a small community. It's a small Catholic world, but that's a beautiful thing. I I just really love that as well. So thanks for pointing that out. (laughs) You're welcome. So a lot of people maybe aren't familiar with with you as um, as the Sisters of the Little Way yet. So I guess we'll kind of just jump right in. Uh, Sister Danielle, I know this is a big question, but this is a brand new religious order that's in the process of being formed right now. So can you share for our listeners who don't know anything about you how it is that the Sisters of the Little Way really came about. Sure. Wow. In the mind of God, <laughs> uh, like a mystery to us was this journey. For all of us, we were a part of another religious community for many years. Self, 10, Sister Maria Kim for 20 years, and sort of oh. Sister Teresa Lathia, 12. And we really thought that we would spend forever. I was in my um, juniorate, so I had made my first vows, and the same with Sister uh, Teresa Lathia and Sister Maria Kim was in her perpetual vows. And all of us made those vows with the intent of forever. Mm-hmm. It was written in our vow formula. Um, so the Holy Spirit worked in each of our lives very uniquely and individually bringing about this charism. We knew each other and we had worked closely together in our apostolate. And as we began to hear and see this resonance of what the Lord was doing, it became more and more clear that the Lord was not just calling us out of something, but into himself in a deeper way, Mm. into relationship with him in a new and mysterious way. And so it really took a lot of courage to take that step into kind of the darkness of what it was that he was calling us into, but it was, it was becoming more and more clear. So we were all working together very deeply in our apostolic work in our previous community. And this growing desire was shared among us to reach those who were furthest from the church. And we were Mm. realizing that our work was really kind of preaching to the choir. It was really staying within the pond of those who are in the pews or those who were catechized. And there were moments where our work was able to get to um, larger audiences or people who were away from the church. And you could see the longing and the desire Mm -hmm. for it. And so that desire 
that desire to reach those who are furthest, feel furthest from God's love, those who maybe aren't necessarily interested mm-hmm. in the message that you have to communicate, like that aren't really looking for the gospel or even maybe disillusioned by the example of those who have been proclaiming the word of God, right? Require a different organization of your resources and the way in which you communicate that message really matters, that it has to be relevant to their experience and it has to have, um, it has to be beautiful. It has Mm -hmm. to be captivating and it has to speak to the pain also that and acknowledge um, the reasons why people are away from the church. And so that desire to to reach a group of people who maybe aren't necessarily interested in what we have to say was, was growing. And then also that along with it, recognizing that there's a need to acknowledge the sins of the abuse crisis and mm-hmm. how that unfolded and the scandal that that has caused. And there's really a need for healing there. There's a need for reparation and repentance for those things. And that has to be a message that's not just compartmentalized and said on the side, mm-hmm. but that is integrated in all we do. And Jesus is saving forgiveness, you know, that that is extended to us. We need not be afraid of of our own mistakes, mm-hmm. of of the ways we have mishandled things or the people who have been hurt by our actions but we should have courage in Jesus Christ that we can face those head on and that he will release his healing power through that. Wow. So as as you all have been kind of discerning this mission, Sister Maria Kim, how how have you seen that kind of develop and where are things as a group you've seen that we really need to focus on that, that maybe we're missing right now? Yeah, thanks for that question. I think as we've started to step into this space of receiving a charism from the Lord, we've thought about what is the urgent need of evangelization of our day. Okay. And we're thinking about our own family members that have left the church. I have people that are very dear to me that were even in ministry circles and they've they've left the church and it doesn't seem like they're coming back. Mm. And I've also thought about how we live in the time right now where Like, let's say 20 years ago when I first entered a religious community, people spoke about people leaving the church, but they spoke about it in such a way that they thought, oh, they'll come back for the sacraments. They'll come back for their marriage. They'll come back to baptize their kid or for a funeral. But I think that right now we're living in a time where people have left the church and they are not even thinking about the church for those, you know, high moments in their life Mm -hmm. anymore. And as we kind of considered that, why is that? We asked those kinds of questions. We realized that there is an elephant in the room um, when we speak about evangelization. Why is it difficult to propose belonging to the Catholic Church in our day? I think one of the most simple answers to that, that might be the majority of the answer, is that there is this elephant in the room. It's the sex abuse scandal that first developed in, you know, at the beginning of 2002 with Mm -hmm. the Boston Globe article, and then again with Theodore McCarrick. But in those cases, and then the Pennsylvania Grand Jury Report, etc., in those cases, I think that people in the pews, you and I, normal people, we want to see our leaders stepping out there and taking a lead and saying, I am sorry, I know that I represent 
Jesus Christ, who is love and mercy. Right. Um, and 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 I think that that's I think that's what we've been discovering is the new evangelization has to begin with an attitude of sobriety, of humility, and repentance. Wow, that's very powerful, and 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 I think you're right. That's so needed. It's like you know, and here at Mater Day Radio, we're all about sharing the good news, but but if we're missing that elephant in the room, like you said, we were not going to be very effective at at bringing people in and at inviting them in. Sisters, this is just such an important conversation, uh, but we are coming up against our break. Will you stay with us and we'll continue our conversation um, in the next half hour? Of course. 821 at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hey, congratulations to John out in the gorge in uh, Stevenson, Washington at Star of the Sea Parish. John just picked up a six-pack of tickets to take his family and friends to the Christmas Festival of Lights at the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto. We've got more of those tickets to give away, and actually Chris Blanchard and the crew gave us another five to give away next week, Brenda. We got a full week of giveaways. We sure do. So keep listening for your chance to win. We're going to put you in the middle of all the fun, just like we did with John at the Christmas Festival of Lights from Mater Dei Radio and the folks at the Grotto. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. 
Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 825 at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And just ahead, mm, things are smelling kind of funky down on the Willamette River. We'll tell you why <laughs> okay. next. Don't go swimming today. Do not. And our Archbishop Alexander Sample rolling out a secret video series that he has been working on. Something perfect for this time of year. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is John Finch and Send Down Your Spirit. And you are listening to Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's John Finch. Send down your spirit. It's 8.30. In your news this hour, a new video series is being introduced from the Archdiocese of Portland. Archbishop Sample took to his Instagram account to introduce it. My dear brothers and sisters, I have been secretly working on a project actually for some time, and it's finally ready to debut. What have I been doing? I've been creating a whole series of videos, a presentation of our Catholic faith, uh, an entire presentation of what we believe as Catholics and why. And I really hope it's not gonna be anything boring and instructional, but engaging and interesting. We're gonna engage in a little bit of actually conversation about our faith. I can't wait for this to get out there and to start engaging with all of you through these videos. We're going to debut this coming this Thursday, so watch for it. Well, this Thursday is today, and you can sign up to get that series at archdpdx.org. The city of Portland says a combined sewer overflow occurred yesterday from multiple outlets into the Willamette River. Portland's big pipe system reached capacity yesterday morning, leading to a combination of stormwater and sewage entering the river. City officials say the combined sewer overflow is affecting the Willamette River downstream of Selwood Park. The public is advised to avoid contact with the river because of increased bacteria in the water. Officials say the overflow is about 80% stormwater and 20% sewage. According to the Portland Bureau of Environmental Services, this is the fourth combined sewer overflow of 2023. The atmospheric river is winding down, but not before drenching the region and causing widespread flooding and landslides. Nonstop heavy rain caused flooding on Southwest 149th Avenue and Division Street in Beaverton, leading to about 18 inches of standing water. Officials say two drivers had to get their cars towed after getting stuck and that it often happens during big storms when people think they can drive through something that they cannot. The Tillamook County Board of Commissioners signed a disaster declaration at Wednesday's meeting in response to the heavy rains that flooded the region, uh, according to their emergency management director. And a dump truck and trailer full of treated human waste overturned on Interstate 5 north of Interstate 205 Junction in Salmon Creek, according to Washington State Police Department. It happened just before 8.40 a.m. Wednesday south of the fairground exit. It blocked several lanes of both the northbound and southbound lanes. The backup heading south was reported at one point yesterday to be seven miles long. I would lose my mind. And uh, there were there were jokes aplenty about that yesterday yeah. afternoon. So we we won't touch. We that. will not. <laughs> Senate Republicans on Wednesday blocked the advance of a 110 billion dollar package of wartime funding for Ukraine and Israel as they press their demands for tougher immigration measures at the Mexico border. The vote fell short of the Senate's 60-vote threshold for moving ahead, and it came just hours after President Joe Biden said it was stunning that Congress has not yet approved tens of billions of dollars in military and economic assistance for Ukraine. The vote was along party lines, with every Senate Republican voting no, along with independent Senator Bernie Sanders. 
The bill would provide about $50 billion in new security assistance for Ukraine, as well as money for humanitarian and economic aid for the government in Kiev, plus $14 billion for Israel as it battles Hamas in Gaza. The military announced late Wednesday that it was grounding all of its Osprey V-22 helicopters one week after eight Air Force Special Operation Command service members died in a crash off the coast of Japan. The Air Force, Navy, and Marine Corps took an extraordinary step of grounding hundreds of aircraft after a preliminary investigation of last week's crash indicated that a material failure, meaning something went wrong with the aircraft and not a mistake by the crew, led to their deaths. The crash raised new questions about the safety of the Osprey, which has been involved in a multiple fatal accidents over its relatively short time in service. Japan grounded its fleet of 14 Ospreys after the crash. In sports, baseball dominating the news. The San Diego Padres have traded slugger Juan Soto to the New York Yankees. Throughout the day yesterday, reporting during the Major League Baseball winter meetings indicated the deal was nearing completion. Then late last night, word broke the deal was done. The players involved include four pitchers headed to San Diego along with a catcher and in return for Soto and outfielder Trent Gresham who will be headed to New York. The biggest domino is still yet to fall, though, Brenda, as uh, the Major League Baseball world waits with bated breath to find out where MVP Shohei Otani is going to go from the California Angels. And uh, I I don't know when they're going to make that announcement. I think the Dodgers are going to get it. But the Rangers are making a big play for him. And I I hear maybe California is going to try to keep him. Oh, wow. So I heard that yesterday. So it, that's the big one, though. Where Where is, is show, uh, Otani going to go? No doubt top dollar is going to get him. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Wow. Even if you're not conscious of it, we all speak Greek terms in our daily language. For example, if you acknowledge your ineligible handwriting and decide to improve your calligraphy, you're speaking Greek. Calligraphy originates from the Greek word kalos, meaning beauty, and graphian, meaning to write. So that means beautiful writing. So in particular, if you're Christian and the Gospels were written in Greek, many words in our liturgy, prayer, or Christian culture may not have been fully translated to your native languages. And we're talking about three Greek words that are important to know. Well, I knew one of them. Okay, and remember that one? That was perugia. (laughs) Right. right? And the first one was oikonomia, right? (laughs) The third one, we should all recognize this one. Paraclete. Oh, sure. Okay. Paraclete. All right. It is directly derived from the Greek parakletos. Now, the word composed of two terms, meaning para, alongside, and we learned that in the word perugia, perugia, right? Next to, and pretty much like that term, implies presence. Kletos derives from the verb kalian, and that means to call. So a parakletos is someone to stand next to us, someone that is present and helper and in an extended sense, an advocate. So needless to say, the term carries profound theological weight in Catholicism. As the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, is the third person of the Holy Trinity sent by Christ to guide believers. Beautiful, beautiful. The paraclete, I love it. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
Well, Saturday's going to be a busy morning. You have a couple of opportunities, but you got to get up early to get there. On Friday, excuse me, uh, on Saturday morning, 6 a.m. is the Rorate Chaley Mass for Advent at Holy Rosary Catholic Church. But men, please head over to uh, St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland because also at 6 o'clock begins the 8th Annual Holy League Men's Conference. Dr. Dan Schneider, Father Lawrence Carney, and Father Dale Tuckerman will be there to lead such a great day. Husbands, fathers, sons, you're all invited to attend. And remember, you can find details on these and other events by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, Sarah Kinsey is back to continue her conversation with the Sisters of the Little Way of Youth, Trudy, and Goodness. We've got that ahead, plus your weather as we get ready for the weekend. Maybe some drier weather headed our way, definitely some snow. We'll check that next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 840 here at Monster Day Radio. Well, the storm is beginning to break up. We're actually getting a little bit of light in between those clouds. Not much rain happening today. You might run across a passing shower. Now, travelers into the Cascade and Blue Mountains, be ready because a winter weather advisory is now posted for the areas. Highs today staying in the upper 40s, then overnight just dipping down to 39 degrees uh showers ending on friday we only get to 47 degrees but more rain in the weekend forecast ahead 46 right now at saint mary in albany and it is 47 degrees at catholic community services of clark county in vancouver and we are back with the Sisters of the Little Way. I have here in studio Sister Maria Kim, Sister Danielle, and Sister Teresa. Uh, thank you all so much for staying with us uh, during this really important conversation. So Sister Teresa, as you have continued to discern where the Lord is leading all of you in this you know, first steps of starting this new religious community. Where did the Lord lead you in terms of, of what your mission is really going to be? And and also, how how did you end up here in Portland? Yeah, as we all started to feel called to those who are on the fringes of the church, 
We felt like the Lord had a special love for those who have been abused or wounded or scandalized by members of the church. When you think about that third verb, scandalized, that really includes all Catholics. Right. Um, people have just been very impacted by everything that has happened in the, in the waves of the abuse crisis. And so as we thought about those things, we were asking the Lord to really lead us to a bishop who would understand that mission mm -hmm. and feel a personal call related to that mission. And we also wanted to be in an area that would be full of people on the fringes of the church. And yeah. if you think about Portland, 49% are unaffiliated, non-affiliated with any religion. And so that was, um, that was actually an attraction for us because wow. those are our people and we feel connected to them in, in, in a special way. And so as we asked around and asked people which bishop might be a good fit for us, mm -hmm. Archbishop Sample's name came up several times. We started to look into things that he had said around the abuse crisis, mm -hmm. and he wrote a really powerful letter after the Pennsylvania grand jury report came out. And to us, the way that he spoke about the necessity for not just reparation, but for institutional changes mm -hmm. to really look deep and not to just institute programs, but to ask ourselves what went wrong here mm -hmm. and how can we work to address these root issues? We felt like he was someone who got that. And oh. so that's why we approached him. And when we approached him and explained that to him and also said, you know, one of the reasons we want to come here is because 49% of the people of Portland are unaffiliated. He just kind of laughed and said, wow, that's why most people don't want to come right, here. You know? Right. <laughs> so. Well, I, I kind of had the same thought, but for you, that was an attraction. And I, I think that's so beautiful, though. It's an opportunity to, to reach out to those people. And, and I'm so grateful that Archbishop Sample was able to welcome you here because I think it is it is so needed here. And, you know, we've had our own struggles as well here, um, you know, with the abuse crisis as well. And, and that's something that, you know, many people, it, it's in their mind as well. So uh, we're just grateful that that you're all here in this area. It's interesting to hear someone from here speak about the community and how it is um, difficult or even what that experience is like, because as someone observing it, it's actually a very rich mm -hmm. Catholic community. And it seems because it's been formed kind of rubbing up against the culture, there's something really human that's coming out of the Catholic community here that is really beautiful. And I think that's something about those who we feel called to draw near to. We also have a need for these people who we feel called to be near because we mm. see Jesus Christ mm. in them. And in a way, Jesus makes himself known to us through their reasons of being away from the church, right. through their pain and suffering mm. and wounds. I mean, they have something really important to share with us. So there's something really beautiful that gets worked out in the kind of the tension of that, that also draws, draws us here into this space. And, and I think that that's really needed. I think a lot of people are, are missing mission through mm -hmm. their baptism and realizing it's not just about doing, but it's about being who you are right. in relationship with others. And it's that relationship that is the, the cross in which we bring people to Christ, you know, like that by being in relationship with those who are other than us, mm -hmm. you know, and we find Christ. So it's a, it's a call to deep contemplation and reflection 
an examination of our own consciences mm -hmm. to be in relationship with those who have real struggles with the church. Wow. That's so powerful. I, I mean, I can tell that you've all been taking this so seriously through this very intense process. I am speaking with the Sisters of the Little Way this morning, and we're hearing about um, just their discernment of their mission um, and their, their first steps into forming a religious community here in Oregon. Sister Maria Kim, I wanted to ask you, how do you see this mission that you're all sharing about so beautifully look like for you practically? You know, what, how will you be spending your time in that mission? Or, or is that something that you're still kind of working out? Yeah, you know, in a large way, we're still kind of working out the practical um, incarnation, I guess mm -hmm. you would say, of this charism that's been given. And the wonderful thing is that Jesus is a really good teacher, you know, and he teaches by the way he lives. And so as we contemplate like God's preference, you know, we think about how um, he has a preference for the one that was lost among the 99, mm -hmm. you know. He has the preference for those people that know themselves to need God. So, you know, a sick person knows that they need God. And Jesus says, I'm the physician. You know, a, a person who's well doesn't need a physician, but the sick do. And I've come for that for that person. Sure. So we are doing uh, quite a bit, even though we don't know concretely what our mission will concretely look like. But there's so much work involved in <laughs> establishing a religious community. It's sure. kind of ridiculous. <laughs> so so right now we're, we're taking classes. We're taking two formal classes in preparation for uh, spiritual direction. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're just getting um, certificates or, or a degree in it. We're taking classes informally with two theologians that are friends of ours. So, okay. And two men very much led by the Holy Spirit. And they're, in a way, they have a, a great gift of picking books that are very formative. So we've been working with them. And then we have our own personal work. And then we've been doing a lot of kind of structural things to kind of um, establish ourselves as, for example, like a 501c3. Sure. You know, <laughs> and uh, learning all, about grant writing. <laughs> all the really thrilling stuff. That's, right. <laughs> we know about that here, too. <laughs> not glamorous but it has to be done yeah yeah and people have been so generous um especially the people in the banks roy um that area oh. our three parishes they're they're so supportive they're like family and some of them are giving us advice about you know how to do really practical things and although we're between the three of us we have lots of gifts there's so much to learn in in establishing a religious community so we need a lot of help I'm glad, though, that that community is there to support you. And for those that don't know, you're staying out in Roy right now. Is that correct? Yes, we're at St. Francis of Assisi. Awesome. And I know I know Bishop Steiner really loves having you all there. Sister Teresa, as you've kind of been going through these formal processes, I'm sure many people will be very interested about, you know, some of those steps. I know, uh, I think I ran into you all at the Rosary Bowl and I saw that you had your new habits and especially your beautiful new blue. They're almost, almost a teal uh, veil. And that was a big step, but can you share about kind of those, some of those big steps that happened for you this fall? Yeah, that's really something that we have had to learn what that really involves. So sometimes people say, well, I don't really understand what is a private association? What exactly are you doing? I mean, our response is, well, we just recently figured this out, sort of, and we're still trying to figure <laughs> right. it out. So, so technically, you know, we left our religious order 
and our two of us let our vows expire. Okay. And Sister Maria Kim had to get dispensation because she was perpetually professed. And so sure. we were technically without vows. And okay. as a private association, which is the very first step in becoming a religious community, you take private vows. And okay. so we asked Archbishop Sample if he would be able to be there. He technically doesn't receive our vows. We're learning all these technicalities. <laughs> it's very interesting. Very complicated. Yeah. yeah. But it is, it is important for us to, to understand and to communicate to people that we're really not an established religious order. We're not technically, you know, like a Dominican. Sure. Or we're, we are at the very first stages. But we are really grateful and blessed that we have been welcomed by Archbishop Sample, that we have been able to take private vows. We did that on September 22nd, which is the first day of the novenas to St. Therese. Oh, beautiful. Which it just happened to be that. Archbishop Sample is like, I'm available on this day. And, and oh. we're like, what day is that? Is that a special day? <laughs> and then we realized that that was the first day of the novena to, to Therese. So, yeah, so we're on the beginning of a very long road it isn't necessarily going to end in becoming mm -hmm. a religious order. That doesn't necessarily happen with these kinds sure. of things, but we're seeing what the Lord does and we're trying to follow his will. I mean, that's what any of us can do. We're, we're trying to stay faithful and follow where the Lord's calling us. And, you know, and, and through that journey, that's where we, where we discover where he's leading. And sometimes we're not quite sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot uh, of uncertainty. Yeah. Well, and, you know, know that, all of us, though, here at the radio station, we're all praying for you. We want to support you as, as much as we can. And uh, sister, in terms of how other people can can be part of of supporting you, how, how can our community support you? Yeah, if you go to our website, sistersofthelittleway.com, you'll find a page that will tell you different ways that you could support us. The biggest way that people could support us is with their prayers, especially for the people that we serve. Because we just have a really delicate mission mm -hmm. and people who are greatly in need of being heard and understood. And, and we will also want to raise these voices up so that the church can hear them because we believe that they are really important voices to be heard. So to pray for that mission is the biggest help that we could possibly ask for it from anyone. And we also just want to assure anyone who is listening that we are praying for you especially if you are struggling with something that has made you to feel like your faith is challenged. We're with you in, in that discouragement and even in that despair. And we are your spiritual sisters, and we ask that you pray for us too. Thank you, sister. That, that was just beautiful. And uh, we'll make sure that, that we're praying for all of those that, that you are all wanting to serve. And we will be sure to keep you all in our prayers. And uh, we will also link to your website on the podcast of this episode. Uh, so make sure to check that out. And you can follow along with what all of the sisters of the Little Way are doing. And once again, thank you all so much for being with us this morning. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. It is 8.53 here at Matra Day Radio, and please use the Hail Mary Media app. The Advent link now will allow you to pray throughout this Advent season. You can download it today. It is the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com. 
or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Father Matt Libra from St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon in praying the St. Andrew Christmas Novena. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail, and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem, in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior Jesus Christ and of his blessed Mother. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This novena is traditionally prayed 15 times a day, starting on St. Andrew's Feast Day, November 30th, until Christmas Eve. For more information and to find more of your favorite Catholic prayers, please download the free Hail Mary Media app onto your smartphone. A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 855 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I got caught, Brenda, there's sunshine coming through the window. <laughs> it's been what, 10 days, 20 oh days? It's no. been a while since we've seen old Sunny. Wow, that is awesome. And we we're going to have uh, breaks of sun throughout the day today headed into the weekend. Still, though, that 80% chance for more rain. Snow level is going to drop down overnight and the low at 38. And so if you're a skier, get ready. We could see some uh, measurable snow up in the uh, passes in the mountains and you could be skiing this weekend right now in the rose city it is 45 and closing out our show today here is unspoken with start a fire you are listening to the morning blend right here at mater j radio
Dr. Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's unspoken and start a fire in me. Well, we got a fire in the sky, that sun. I love it, Brenda. Hopefully that is a trend for the weekend. I love it. I hope so. We'll see. It is drying out. It's not raining right now. So we'll take that for sure. Bet. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend this Thursday. Live with passion with Father Cedric this evening. We got great programming all day long till then. Have a blessed day. Joining forces with the Relevant Radio Network, we're building the bridge between your faith and everyday life through informative, entertaining, and interactive Catholic programming. For a current program schedule and to learn more about this listener-supported Catholic ministry, visit moderndayradio.com. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Matri-Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo De Filippis of St. Luke Productions. Preparing for the Immaculate Conception. If we look at the world that surrounds us, we can see that evil is always poisonous, does not uplift human beings, but degrades and humiliates them. It does not make them any the greater, purer, or wealthier, but harms and belittles them. This is something we should indeed learn on the day of the Immaculate Conception. Only the person who entrusts himself totally to God finds true freedom, the great creative immensity of the freedom of good. The person who turns to God does not become smaller but greater, for through God and with God he becomes great, he becomes divine, he becomes truly himself. The person who puts himself in God's hands does not distance himself from others, withdrawing into his private salvation. On the contrary, it is only then that his heart truly awakens and he becomes a sensitive, hence benevolent and open person. The closer a person is to God, the closer he is to people. We see this in Mary. The fact that she is totally with God is the reason why she is so close to human beings. For this reason, she can be the mother of every consolation and every help, a mother whom anyone can dare to address in any kind of need, in weakness and in sin, for she has understanding for everything and is for everyone the open power of creative goodness. In her, God has impressed his own image. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. 
There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Matraday Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at matradayradio.com. Today on Carols of Comfort and Joy, we explore a hymn that has different lyricists depending on who you ask. Some say it was a king, some say a composer, perhaps a house of monks, or even a saint. O Come All Ye Faithful appeared in a book created by John Francis Wade in the early 1750s with four verses. A hundred years later, Catholic priest and convert Frederick Oakley translated Adeste Fidelis into English and somewhere along the way gained four more verses. Learn more and listen to Come All Ye Faithful at relevantradio.com slash carols. Relevantradio.com slash carols. Oh, come let us adore in Christ, Lord. Just a minute. I'll be with you shortly. Hang on for just a moment. Shouldn't be too much longer now. One more second, just about there, almost now. Could be any minute. Wait for it, wait for it, right about now. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. We come together at 11 a.m. Central every day to encourage and inspire one another to continuing the journey with Jesus today. And I am your host, Patrick Conley. Yeah, we've all heard those phrases before, right? Waiting. Even with the manifold ways that technology has developed, seems like waiting continues to be a fact of life. Whether it's being 